1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Perfect. Perfect. What's up, and welcome to the Believing Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bat Online and the Sam Dracula YouTube channel. Double dipping once again. If you're watching this, the audio is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you're listening to this, you can watch the video on youtube.com slash samdracula. And today, we have a guest, an expert on Texas basketball, Kevin Borba from USA Today, and the Longhorns Wire is going to be joining me to talk about Kai Jones, what to expect from him, Kai Jones as a prospect, Kai Jones as the college player, we're going to get all of that. But first, I want to talk about Terry Rozier, man, my guy got paid and I'm so happy for him. All right. Terry Rozier's contract extension reportedly four years, $97 million over the course of that deal. And boy, I did a whole video on this. I don't want to rehash too much of it. The TLDR on it, Terry Rozier is a fantastic player, a vital piece to the puzzle for what the Hornets are building here in Charlotte. He clearly likes being here, he enjoys playing here and he's going to stay here for at least a few more years guaranteed, which is really great to see because his contract was up at the end of the season. Don't have to worry about that right now. All he needs to worry about is playing basketball, right? If you're worried about the money, fair play. But to that, I would say it's a pretty team friendly deal. It's like around 25 ish a year, depending on how it's weighted And that type of that type of contract is very movable if things go left with the Hornets in general, with Terry Rogier, like. I don't think it will, but the Hornets do have an out because that deal isn't too crazy, Um, especially when you look at Hayward's contract. I think Hayward's better, but those guys are pretty comparable, all things considered. With Hayward, Rozier, Lamelo, Bridges, PJ, now the rookies, Kaya Jones, James Booknight, LiAngelo maybe, things are looking all right, right? Things are looking really good for the Hornets long term, and I'm here for it. I am here for it. Before we bring in Kevin Barber from USA Today's The Longhorns Wire, I want to say thank you to BetOnline for sponsoring the podcast. But whether it's live bets or futures, BetOnline has everything you need to get involved with the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Kevin, how you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How about you? Thanks for having me?
1: Hey, my pleasure. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's the off season. Like the hornets are surprisingly very busy, which has been good for me, content wise. And as from a fan perspective, a lot of things to talk about. But one of the major things they've done this off season was on draft night, trading back into the first round, training a future first round draft pick select kai jones with the 19th overall pick and that's why you're here as a texas expert so let's start at the beginning you know uh kai jones going into college what were your thoughts from like him as like a college prospect as he was joining um texas
0: um, as a prospect, he was really raw. Um, he picked up basketball like really late into the process. Um, he, he was rated pretty highly. I have his um, recruiting profile in front of me. He was rated a four-star, but at the same time, they viewed him as NBA skill level as potentially a second round, and they compared him to John Henson. Mm. So obviously I think there's just a lot of unknowns about him, and I still think there is to this point just because he played two years at Texas, wasn't really a starter. He only started 14 games in his career. But at the same time, it's his athleticism, his shooting, and – his ability to defend one through five that has everybody like from chaka smart in college giving him the scholarship offer to the charlotte hornets giving him the opportunity to make the team i think it's just a sheer um sheer potential that's getting everybody attracted to him
1: yeah and you know he's, he's talked about he's really pretty candid about like his basketball journeys like as a late bloomer or like like not only late bloomers right word but just kind of getting involved in the sport mm-hmm. later in life compared to other prospects which by the way pardon the tangent on draft night, I was really blown away with his, like, just personality. Um, mm. I, didn't, I had no idea what to expect from him from that point of view, even when he was introduced um, as a Hornets rookie, like, in front of the media for the first time. He seemed to be, like, a, like a big kid, like, living his dream. It's really, really, like, uh, endearing in a way. Uh, right. Do you have that kind of attitude in college?
0: Um, I would say, yeah. Like, if you watch all of his interviews and, like, every time he talked to the media, like, He just seems like he's enjoying where he's at. And I feel like sometimes in college basketball, especially with stars, it's not that they don't enjoy where they're at. It's just they're so accustomed to it that it doesn't faze them or like it doesn't mean as much to them as you would like it to. And with Ty Jones, like you said, I think every time he talks to someone, it just looks like he's genuinely enjoying everything that goes into being a professional basketball player.
1: And during summer league, we heard from his mom. Um, and you could kind of tell where the personality came from, which is really cool to see. I think both right. of them are gonna be like like cult heroes here, potentially in Charlotte if things go well. Uh but let, <laughs> going back to school, so you saw freshman year, sophomore year. Did you see a difference in year one, year two, Kai Jones in Texas? Cause like as a as you know, new me being new to the Kai Jones experience, I hope to see incremental growth from him now that he's in the NBA. Did he exhibit that in school?
0: Oh, absolutely. His freshman year, he got some playing time. Like he played in a lot of games, but it was more of like statistical numbers that are what stood out to me. He went from averaging a little over two to almost nine points a game. Um, He developed a three pointer, which is really big in the NBA, obviously. Um, He improved his free throw. And then obviously he always has the athleticism going for him. Hmm. But I think what you can expect from him is consistent growth. Um, I don't think he's going to like consistently improve as quickly as a lot of people are going to expect him to. Being a first rounder, I just think that one, the Hornets. You guys have a lot of forwards on the roster. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of forwards, and so I don't know how he's going to fit in to where people are, might think that he's going to come in and be a star right away. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I do think that you'll see consistent growth. I don't think it's going to be like super exciting or pretty at first, but I think he could end up scoring or end up scoring and just being an all around better player every single year.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'm really curious to see how he's using who's, who he's on the floor with. Um, he was looking at summer league. He looked. It was, it was a very exciting, but borderline reckless at times with the shot selection and just trying to jump out the gym every time he had the ball. Like as an like as a you know outsider, as a fan, it was really fun to watch. I'm like he's not going to ever do this in the NBA. There's no way he'll be allowed to do it. And from like the coaching staff perspective, and there's no way the other team will let him get that type of stuff off. Um, so. We'll see. I'm I'm really looking forward to that that potential. Right. Um, did you catch any of those summer league highlights, especially well, some I, of those ducks? I, I,
0: I watched all of them. Uh, yeah. I was watching for Kai, and then I'm a huge uh, ball family fan, so I was watching all your guys' games. Um, I think the this is an issue Kai had in college too. Was um, he can create for himself in a limited capacity? So like, I'm not going to say he's like a Lamella ball where he could sauce up everybody and get to the hoop. Mm-hmm. But if he's one on one with a defender who's slower than him. Or undersized against him, he can make a move and get to the hoop. Um, I think in the summer league we saw he tried to do that too much. Yeah. Which your guys a summer league team. I think um, I think you guys were the epitome of trying to do too much. Yeah. Um, to everybody in general, I think everybody that got the ball seemed like they're like, okay, I'm scoring on this no matter what. And it's like sometimes like that's not the best basketball move. Like I understand you're trying to make your or get your opportunity, but I felt like a lot of things were forced on your guys' summer league team and I, Kai Jones. He displayed that especially because sometimes him handling the ball from five feet beyond the three point line is not necessary. Like swing it to the next man and cut, or like you don't need to try to dribble past everybody because that's just not his game. He can he can dribble. I'm not going to take it away from him, but that's not his game.
1: Yeah, so like I I, I think immediately, um, like year one, his rookie year, so I think his role will be an energy guy just off the bench. I think he's way beyond. Like he's not anywhere near. The level of starting right now, maybe by the end of the year, who knows? But initially, an energy big just to get rebounds, putbacks, rim runners, rim runs, things like that. Um, I don't know if they'll be running any plays for him, anything like that. But the 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 idea of him sharing the floor with Lamelo and the lob threat with him, Bridges, um, even Book Night. Um, there's there's some even Mason Plumlee is ups too. Like there's some really like interesting fun lineups the Hornets could roll out um with Kai Jones Where do you view his like best position um for me I look at him as a forward because from what we saw from Summer League really eager to kind of be a Giannis light um as a uh, like a dribble dribble get to the rim type of guy versus post you up because we have Mason Plumlee for that and I think Kai can learn a lot from him in general but what do you think his best position kind of falls in
0: Okay, so I agree with you on the four. That would be if he's, if, I think if he gets any run with the like, starters, it'll mm-hmm. be at the four. Um, I do think he could be your big or your stretch five. Like your, if you guys go small, he could be the center. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he matches, like you said, perfectly with LaMelo. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see James Bookman. I'm not really sold on him as a player just because in college he had to do everything, but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, he had to do everything. So it's hard to see him fitting together. But Kai, if you put him with LaMelo, He'll be running the pick and roll nonstop with Miles Bridges and everybody else. Um, I think the thing that'll be kind of difficult to – that's difficult for me to envision right now is the fact that you have – which Gordon Hayward's a small forward, but you have Hayward, uh, Bridges, um, Plumlee, like you mentioned, uh, P.J. Washington. So it's just like you guys have a really full forward spot position. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of people there, excuse me. And so I think he'll get a lot of his minutes, like you mentioned, off the bench, high-energy guy he can defend. Um, I just don't know if he's going to get a lot of minutes um, like right away. I think he's going to have to develop into the season. I do think like this is going to be a hot take-ish, I guess. Hornets fans are probably going to go a little harder on him than they should and call him a bust sooner than they should because I don't think he'll be a bust. I think when we think of NBA prospects now, it's like they either need to be dropping 30 a game or they're a bust. And so mm. I think people need to understand that his role is never going to be the leading scorer. His role is never going to be the ball handler like Giannis. Um, if it is, it's probably for a couple plays. It's not going to be like he's running the offense. And so I think people just need to keep in mind that he's going to be setting screens, rolling to the basket. He's going to be slashing. And that's about that's about it. And the stretch five when they go small, which I think you guys might have one of the best athletic small lineups in the league now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Very, very much looking forward to it, too. Like in with. um, So I want to go back to draft night. Um, What do you think about? Because like you mentioned, like he's he's coming with the weight of being a first round pick, right? That's already heavy enough, and then you add on the Hornets traded a first round pick to get back into the draft, back into the first round to get him. So the expectations are there. Like the Hornets clearly targeted him. He's worked out for the Hornets more than once pre draft. Like they really liked him, and so you know I I want to trust Kupchak in the front office for um, having a really good draft record of late. So. No worries there, but I agree with you. It's fair to kind of temper expectations, at least for the first year, well, at minimum the first year. But uh, what do you think about him, where he landed? Uh, do you think he went too high, too low, um, r- just right?
0: Okay. Um, honestly, I figured you guys were going to take him with your first pick, yeah. if I'm being completely honest. I didn't realize he's going to fall that far. I knew he was going to be a first-round pick just because when you have such a dramatic improvement like he did where he added a three-point shot, Um, he was more efficient he showed some handle and he could score better than he did his freshman year I just figured he was right after the lottery I always assumed he was going right after the lottery um seeing him fall that far was I was like okay it makes sense because at the thing that's interesting about the NBA draft it's what every team the like the first few picks are like the best players available and then after that it just seems like whatever your team needs or who they think can be a star and so at that point I think it just came down to teams didn't really need him, Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't have a role for him. I think you guys have the perfect role for him, and so although I thought he would go higher to you guys, I always thought he was going to be a Hornet. I thought he was going to go higher to you guys. Um, I I thought it was it made sense. Like that's not the most sexy answer, but it it made sense.
1: (laughs) No, I'm with you because we saw obviously um, Mobley went third. No, quite like there's no chance he'd be in play, but like so. For me, obviously, though, the need for the Hornets getting a center was, was on everybody's mind. Zeller was a free agent. Biz was a free agent. Um, and just they need to level up. Draft day, they trade for Mason Plumlee. We saw uh, um, uh, Shengun was the first big that wasn't uh, Evan Mobley go off the board. I think at 16. And so I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, we'll never really know. But if both those guys were there at 19, if the Hornets would have traded up to get Shengun, over kai jones um that's a we'll never know that's an alternate timeline situation but and then then you know then we saw kind of a run on the bigs so isaiah jackson went garuba went after that so like i think i'm really happy with the selection i like the i like the uh cojones to go right. back into the draft and get the guy exactly. you like you know back your he boys. was their guy yeah he was
0: their guy he was your guy and they just went for him and i'm glad you mentioned isaiah jackson because um I don't know if you got if you know but uh, LaMelo when he played at Spire played with Isaiah Jackson those two were a constant connection like he oops always pick mm. and rolls always and so I kind of that's what I foresee for Kai Jones not to go back on that tangent yeah, but no. that's the perfect the perfect fit the perfect fit for me I think.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. Um I I have high hopes for Kai Jones. Yeah. Speaking of by the way, did he have any nicknames in school cuz I I have Not a few. I, I want to run him by you. Run him by me because I wasn't
0: aware. If there was one, it didn't stick, and it wasn't like that good. So run it by.
1: Okay, cool. Because um, first off, I don't. I want to go on the record and say I don't think he needs a nickname because Kai Jones is already a, a great name. Um, I right. only asked because when I think it was the second Summer League game where he had that insane dunk where he like threw it in like Dwight Howard. Uh, right. Steve Smith was commentating, and he's like this kid needs a nickname and the nickname he came up with was umbrella or something like that. And I was like, that's terrible. I love you, Steve yeah, Smith. No, well,
0: <laughs> that was, I think that was just a, something he came up off with the top of his head right there. And I was like, okay,
1: no. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he, <laughs> you should like, if he had it, if he had a nickname ready, go for it. But like he set himself up to like not deliver. So I'm in, I know I don't want to criticize without offering solutions. So these are my solutions. All right. Um from, I got three. I'm gonna go in ascending order. So, number three on my list, Sky Kai. Number two, Kai High, and my favorite, Fly Jones. Uh, that's Ooh. my that that's my list right now. I've seen like, lo- I've seen like Cobra Kai things like that, but looking out for him, he can't really own those names. So he has to be right. something he <laughs> can potentially trademark and make some money right. off of. But uh, liked, what do you think?
0: I like Fly Jones. I want. I don't. I think is my favorite too. Uh, I definitely think you have to go with that, his athleticism-oriented yeah. game because that's his game. So, Fly Jones that just works because when he like we saw the dunk that broke the internet. <laughs> when what was that? Your second or third game? Oh wait, that was yeah, crazy. Yeah, that so I think you gotta go. I think you gotta go. With Fly. You gotta go, with Fly Jones.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think it was the first game. Now I think about it because uh, – it,
0: it was actually. It was his game was, one, yeah. That, that was his big play. He dropped like nine points. And like I, that was his – that was the play because I was like, he must have had a huge game and like a solid game. But that was the only thing people were talking about.
1: Because mm-hmm. uh, quick story for those who aren't aware, uh, I, that game was like at 8 o'clock on a Sunday or something like that. I couldn't watch it live. So I got home and I got DVR'd the game, watched it at 11 p.m. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was just going to watch this. Like, LiAngelo's going off. Like, that's cool. And then Kai Jones puts that dunk in. And I I think I blacked out. Like I was like, what just happened? I rewind the thing a couple of times. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I just saw. Um, and I was doing my best not to get a noise complaint in my apartment. Like, oh, homie's going to have so much fun here in Charlotte playing with the guys we have. Plus, 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 Hornets fans know, I think the rest of the league is understanding, too. We have a gentleman by the name of Eric Collins calling these games. And the announce team him and del curry are going to have a field day calling book knight and kai jones along with all the other boys here in charlotte right. i'm very i'm very I much think, looking forward to it
0: i think sometimes i would watch when i would watch hornets games last season i would purposely watch that um their broadcast just to hear the announcers because yeah. they make it seem like even the smallest things they make everything seem so hype and like free throws. If Kai, even the free throws. Yes. yes. <laughs> if Kai Jones throws a dunk like that, if he if he throws down a dunk like that in season, like you might need to check on your announcers because they might um, they might give themselves like a seizure or something.
1: Oh man! If, if anyone hasn't seen it on the Hornets Twitter, they put a video out because they announced the the schedule and I think also season take and stuff like that. They have a video with Eric Collins sitting in the empty seats and he's like doing practice calls. It's a great video. Um, highly suggested and Bally Sports, you know the broadcast folks for uh, the Hornets. This is a free one, all right. You know I don't want credit; I just want to witness it. Strap a heart rate monitor onto Eric Collins. Let us see it. Put it in the corner of the screen. It'll be it'll be gold, absolute gold. I want to see it. I want to see the peaks and valleys when the madness happens in the Spectrum it's Center. Gonna-
0: it's gonna be only peaks. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be no valleys. It's just gonna go up and stay up. <laughs>
1: I don't know what the hippo laws around that go, but do it. Do it for the culture. At least one game. At least one game. One game. Just test it out. One see game. How it goes. And
0: like, hopefully, it's a game where mellow's going crazy. Like, I need to see his heart rate through the roof. Like, safe amount, but through the roof.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 No. He's a he's a national treasure. I'm I'm glad. Oh, he's a local treasure. I'm glad he's like the the rest of the league in the. You know, Twitter and the internet are understanding how good uh, the announced team here. Hopefully they're not – hopefully no one comes like ESPN come calling. Like, hey, yo. <laughs> Eric Collins come through. Uh, I'd be worried about that. I'd be
0: worried about that.
1: It'll be a Eric sad Collins day. is going to be a
0: hot commodity if, a he keep, day, if he yeah. keeps it up. <laughs> oh, man. There's actually, right.
1: I know we, this is Kai Jones specific, but there, there's, there's a, a – uh, I think Book Knight's first game back after missing like six weeks or whatever with UConn was actually called by Eric Collins. There's, a, there's oh. like a highlight reel of that, of Book Booknight's first game back, and Eric Collins just happened to be calling that game for ESPN. So that's a little preview of what's to come. Uh any Hornets and fans out there I want to check that out. But, yeah, it's really cool. But, uh, yo, uh, Kevin, I appreciate you, your time and hopping on with me. Um, before we uh, say goodbye, get off your plugs, if you don't mind.
0: You can follow me at Kevin Borba underscore Borba on Twitter. Um, same thing on Instagram. Um, check out. All my work I have in my bio. Just finished my thesis project on the evolution of the transfer portal in college basketball. So check it out. It's a podcast documentary type series. So appreciate you having me, Sam. It was a great time. I hope we get to do it again.
1: A big thank you to Kevin for taking some time out to talk about Kai Jones with me and for you guys as well. Uh, Thank you. Speaking to you guys, thank you for listening. And thank you to Online for sponsoring the podcast. You've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Talk to you soon. Perfect.